our call to worship, uh, we've been doing a similar call to worship each Sunday, and, and uh, during this time of call to worship, you have a response, and your response, folks, is we want to see. So I'll read, uh, I'll read, I'll have a portion, and then uh, Pastor Megan is going to read on behalf of the congregation, and I invite you to read with her the words, we want to see. We gather as disciples, ready to step onto the wilderness road, but dust clouds our vision. Holy God, we, we want, want to see. We gather as follower, followers of the way, but ashes dim our view. Jesus, we want to see. As we turn our faces toward Jerusalem, may the veil be lifted and may our visions be cleared. Spirit, come. We want to see. Amen. May it be so. And if Adam is ready, let's sing together. All right. Thank you so much, Adam. Uh, we've sung that one for the past couple of weeks, and I don't know about uh, other folks, but to me, that comfort of repetition is something that I'm really valuing right now of um, songs of blessing and uh, being able to know that uh, this is something that we all know and that we share together. Something else that we do each week when we gather is to light our peace handle to acknowledge that we both witness to and participate in a just peace for all creation. And now, now more than ever, it really does feel like uh, all of creation is in it together. Uh, more than I've ever experienced before, and I bet this is the same for all of you, it feels like the whole world is uh, is really experiencing the same moment and the same experience and more than ever before it feels and I trust that we are held in God's 
hands. God does have the whole world resting in God's hands. And for that, I am very, very grateful. When we, be, when we met to plan for Lent, oh, and together we pray. We long for peace. We pray for peace. And we choose to live for peace. Thanks be to God. When we met to plan for Lent uh, weeks and weeks ago, seems like a lifetime ago, uh, we chose two songs to take us through the Lent season as uh, meditative, um, repetitive prayers. Uh, as we, we prayed that we were moving from obscurity of vision into a greater clarity of vision. And, and so in the beginning three weeks of Lent, we sang the song from darkness, uh, longing for light. And that's not the right words, but it had to do with vision being obscured. And as we move toward the end of Lent, and also we hope toward a movement and greater light in our understanding of what is before us, um, we chose this song by Rachel Weasley, who, has, uh, who is a Washington um, citizen, not citizen, Washington resident. She lives up in Bellingham, and she's visited us a couple of times to share her music. And so together, Adam's going to lead us in a song called Confusion and Wonder. Um, and so sing along when it feels like you know it well enough. It's just a few bars and, and Adam will sing for as long as uh, it feels okay for, for you to sing, Adam. Go for it. The words to this are, your confusion will give way to wonder. Your confusion will give way to wonder. So may it be so, and may we see clearly what God has in store for us. The past few weeks, as we've passed the peace via this medium, um, Megan taught us uh, sort of very simple hand gestures, peace be with you. Today, we're going to learn, I've seen this one all over the internet in um, clergy circles. We're going to learn how to say peace be with you in ASL. So this is something that I learned this week and which I pass along to you. Um, so the first gesture for peace uh, is your two open hands together and then you sort of switch them around 
And oh, oh, hold on, I can't, you can't see my, all of my hands. You take your hands and you switch them around like this, and then they go down to your sides, open hands. So that's the, that's the gesture for peace. So that's a peace. And then with is your two, your two fists with the thumbs on the top is with. They come together with. And then you is just gesturing to you. So peace, be with you. And I also learned, and this is one that some of us might know, and also with you, this like, same, same, we're together in this, and also with you. So may the peace of Christ be with you, and also with you. So we'll, we'll return to that one, I hope, uh, in coming weeks. May the peace of Christ be with you, and also with you. I'm on my phone here, so our children's time this morning, I'm going to show you this one, is this is a, the, there are a couple books in this series about how we are, how we love each other and how we are neighbors that are, that come out of, out of scripture. This one, as I thought about uh, what it meant to be a neighbor, which Megan may reflect on a little bit later on a little bit more, but this comes out of the scripture that we're going to hear today, is the greatest commandment is to love God and to love neighbor. Um, what I have found in the past week, I moved into my house about a year ago, and I have found that I have met more of my neighbors in the past week that I ha than I have uh, in the past year, because we've, uh, people have just been outside, and it's partly the weather has been beautiful, and so we've been outside in our gardens, and We've been outside walking around and walking the dog. And so I've been so grateful to be able to, at a six foot distance, say hello to my neighbors and uh, get to know who they are and check in on my neighbor and see we have a couple of neighbors who are, who are older, elderly, over 60 for sure, and to check in and see if they need anything to say hello. So we're learning to be neighbors in different ways. And so at the end of this story, I would invite anyone who'd like to pop into the chat or to unmute themselves and think about what, what new ways you're learning to be a neighbor in this time. So this is called, maybe I can be a neighbor too. I live at the corner of 9th and 19th upstairs in apartment 4A. A building is going up across the street. Week after week, it grows taller and taller, climbing up to the sky. Mama, will all the new people be our neighbors too? I ask one day. Every single person is our neighbor, she says, whether they live next door or across the street or far, far away. I know I'm supposed to love my neighbors, but how can I love that many people, I ask. Mama gives me a big hug. Oh, honey, she says, I'm sure you'll find a way. Maybe start by noticing the ways others show love. A man walks by the construction site, pushing a shopping cart that's stuffed with blankets and bags. The wheels hit a bump in the road and the cart almost tips over, but one of the workers moves fast to catch it and sets it upright again. Helping someone who's just passing by is a way to show love. Maybe I can love my neighbor too. 
Mom and I walk down to the park, just like we do every day. I see a man and a woman up ahead talking to people while they wait at a light. I stare at the pictures on the man's arms while he tells Mama about people who had to leave their homes because they weren't safe anymore. Mama hands a few dollars to the woman who has a purple stripe in her hair. Giving money to people who, can have a, who need a safe place to live is a way to show love. Maybe I can love my neighbor too. At the park, an old man is shouting at his, uh, shouting his dog's name, Shadow, Shadow, he calls. A boy runs after the dog, diving to catch him. A minute later, Shadow is back with his owner. The old man says, thank you, over and over. Helping older folks is a way to show love. Maybe I can love my neighbor too. Mama, look at me and she waves from the bench under her favorite tree. When I'm all out of breath, I sit at the edge of the sandbox, watching the other kids play. A girl tosses me a shovel and a pail, and we build the most elegant castle and build a moat and dig a moat around it. We decorate with royal flags made of sticks and seeds and leaves. That was kind of that girl, Mama says, when we're walking home. I like seeing how she loved her neighbor. And the neighbor this time was you. Sharing toys with a new friend is a way to show love. Maybe I can love my neighbor too. There's sand between my toes and mama says it's time for the tub. But when we hear a knock at the door and it's our neighbor from upstairs, they baked us a loaf of bread. Sharing good things to eat is a way to show love. Maybe I can love my neighbor too. At dinner, I tell daddy, guess what? I learned something new today. That's what I like to hear, he says. What is it? Every person in the whole world is my neighbor, I say, and I can love them too. I could give my birthday money to someone who needs it more than me, I say, or I could carry groceries to open doors and open doors for people who aren't as strong as I am. I pull up my sleeves to show off my muscles. There are a lot of ways, I say. I can be kind to other kids in the park or even bake something to share with people in our building. I knew you'd find ways to show love to others, Mama says with a smile. Every other person in the whole wide world is my neighbor, whether they live next door or across the street or far, far away. And I know I can love my neighbors. And that last page is a picture of her, looks like sharing some water with those construction workers across the street. Now, a lot of the things in this book are people showing their love by being very close to their neighbors. And um, we have had to be very creative in how we love our neighbors. And I'm very curious whether anyone, any of the adults or even any of the kids are interested in sharing a way that they have been able to creatively connect with their neighbors. You're welcome to unmute your mic and share something. And I will say, I felt like uh, Greg and Laura were very good neighbors to me and my kids yesterday because we went to their house and had a bonfire in their backyard. We stayed outside and, they, and we each stayed on our own sides of the fire for the most part. And 
we got to roast marshmallows and each family had their own marshmallow roasting stick. And we were just like, Greg and Laura are our neighbors in Rainier Beach, but they were also very good neighbors in inviting us to get out of our own house and share some time with friends and be able to be outside. I don't see any unmiked, uh, unmiked screens on my, my little patch, but if anyone wants to, wants to pipe up, I would love to hear some of the ways, just a couple of ways people are loving their neighbors right, right now. Or that you felt love from your neighbors, maybe is another thing. Um, it's Elaine. Uh, I uh, organized mm -hmm. with uh, two other neighbors to share a load of compost, get it delivered, and um, that was exciting. And now I have two close neighbors who I have kind of organized that when they're going shopping, that they they say, hey, we're going to such and such a places. Do you need anything? And so I feel really uh, more more organized, and it's 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 a new process to figure out how to 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 live the way we are now. It sure is. And uh, Sarah put in the chat box that she sent a letter, which is another way to care for people in the world and in our lives. Uh, I'm gonna I'm noticing the time, or Pastor Megan noticed the time. So we're gonna move into a time of prayer for each other. And again, and Jonathan's gonna take it from here. But again. If you have something that you'd like included in the in the prayers, please uh, hover your mouse if you're on a screen down to the bottom of your screen and it will pop up the chat and you can put a chat in there. You can type in what you'd like to share for your prayer. Thank you. Oh, what a what a time, what a season, what an era as we gather, and I'm sure the prayers are pouring out across the world and on behalf of so many people in so many communities, there's a chorus out there that we are joining as we center ourselves in the held spirit and love and companionship of the divine. Let's take a deep breath together. Oh. Creator God, you looked at dust and were inspired with your breath that became alive. Your beloved Jesus took mud and turned it to the work of healing and vision. We, your creatures, come to you beautiful and fragile, longing for recreation and new life, longing for your touch and for wholeness. Meet us this day in the dust and ashes of our desolation and our concern as we raise our prayers to you. We hold in the light this day Carl and Devon, who are appreciative of our prayers and are finding treasure in companionship with each other in these moments and every day that they have still together. We give thanks for Daryl Ness and Paul Yancey as they care for Camrick and use their time freed by canceled events to care for and organize in their Leavenworth community. 
We pray for their continued health and for the town of Leavenworth, whose economy has ground to a standstill with the lack of tourism. We give thanks for the work of Cat Gearing with migrant worker communities in the Skagit Valley and ask for your presence there, where many workers have not heard of the crisis and yet with fewer resources may even be more greatly affected. We pray with Weldon and Christian peacemaker teams as they examine new ways of being peacemakers as travel has been halted. Be with Marg and Weldon in this time. We hold in the light also all those who have been infected with COVID who are suffering, including the Logroy's friend, uh, Ernan and Bob Powell's sister-in-law, Jane, and those who have been affected and do not yet know it. We pray for those who are caring for the sick, both in their homes and in medical settings, including the medical professionals in our congregation. And in this week, as Lake City remembers the trauma of the bus shooting a year ago, we ask that you are present with those for whom the memory is traumatic and bring peace. Also bring the prayers that are coming to us in the chat, holding in the light um, with Pete prayers for his brother David in Grand Rapids, who is a a healthcare provider at a senior's home, and additionally for his wife, Kimmy, as who has been laid off, causing additional stress. Rick is asking for prayers for Emily this morning as she has spent the weekend in a virtual remote asylum clinic for people in Mexico, awaiting entry rings at the southern border. For Rebecca, we hold in the light her friend Lori, whose husband Peter died last night from pancreatic cancer. Mm. From Heidi, her gratitude we hold with her for her parents arriving back safely from a three-week trip to Africa last Monday and praying for the, their health, and especially for her father who has a history of lung cancer and autoimmune lung disease. Mm. For Susan, who had to resign from her job at God's Old Acre due to health concerns, getting her MS controlling infusion Tuesday, knowing that she's in a time of vulnerability right now. For Nancy, for Nate Yoder's son, Kyle, who again has had a recurrence of brain this week, that Kyle's not eligible for any clinical trials. Oh my God, have mercy. Ron Elena, whose daughters who have lost jobs, one in California and one here in Seattle. Gratitude with Doug for the safe but delayed return of nephew, son, pregnant wife to their home in Munich from their U.S. visit. We hold all of these challenges and difficulties and gratitudes in the sacred presence of our Holy One, and for students, Goshen SST students also stranded in Ecuador who are now on their way home, and for many other students as well who have been traveling. We are grateful for Thalia's return yesterday. 
Creator God, we, your creatures, have come to you, beautiful and fragile and longing for new life. We trust that you will create a new in us and that through us you will work towards wholeness and healing for all creation. Amen. Good morning, folks. Our scripture this morning, and I am aware of the time, so I'll keep it as brief as I can. Um, scripture this morning was again from Mark, which is our gospel at this time. And um, in these days, uh, I am finding less is more. Um, the news is on constant cycle. Um, on my feeds. I keep going back to my screen even more regularly than I normally do because there's some new big announcement. It seems like rolling in every minute. And so I am loving all the creative ways that folks are connecting and sharing resources and even favorite musicians putting on live concerts from their homes. Uh, I had a friend text me this week, the Indigo Girls are live on Facebook right now. And there, of course, there was Emily and Amy sitting six feet apart from one another in their living room playing live music. And so all of that is really wonderful, but with all the so much that's piling up and even the so much of the good, I have to keep remembering to look up from my screen, to breathe, to take breaks for simplicity in the midst of what feels so complex and overwhelming. And so with these brief, you know, reflections, scripture reflections on our Zoom church, I thought it was a good time to return to sermon in a sentence. So here's my sermon in a sentence this morning. The heart of our faith is love of God, neighbor, and self. The rest is commentary. And that was a semicolon in the middle there, so that was a single sentence. <laughs> Jesus responds in Mark 12 to a question from a scribe about the greatest commandment singular with two commandments. And they're both from the Hebrew Bible. They're both treasures. The first is the Shema, which is this central prayer um, in Jewish culture and faith and life. It proclaims the oneness of God and a call to love God with all heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is the love of, uh, the love of neighbor as one's self. So um, this calls to mind the story of Hillel, um, who was a Jewish sage from the first century BCE. And Hillel, it's a longer story than I have time to get into this morning, but he was essentially asked to tell the whole Torah, teach the entire Torah while standing on one foot. And so Hillel stood on one foot and said, what is hateful to you, do not to your neighbor. That is the whole Torah, the rest is commentary, go and learn it. So Jesus doesn't include the rest is commentary in his response to the scribe. Um, but it's there sort of implicitly. And, you know, sometimes um, commentary has almost a pejorative sense, like, ah, that's just commentary. It gets in the way. But that's not, that's, not what, um, that's not what I mean here. And I don't think it's what Jesus means. Um, sometimes... Um, it doesn't mean that the rest is extraneous or unnecessary or wrong or bad or lesser in any kind of way. The, 
The rest is simply comment. It's comment on the core. It's comment that helps us to understand and to learn and to live that core in both its simplicity and in its many complexities. The heart of our faith is love of God, neighbor, and self. The rest is commentary. And some of that commentary that immediately follows in Mark, um, Jesus warns against the religious leaders who are flaunting their flowing robes and their flowery prayers, yet who devour widows' houses. So it's this very sort of violent image of devouring the houses of widows. And then immediately after that is the story that we often refer to as the widow's might, the widow who gives all that she has into the temple treasury. And I grew up hearing that as a moralistic tale, be like the widow, give all that you have. Um, and I have grown into hearing Jesus's pretty clear critique of the economic system that led to this widow's poverty, that led to her exploitation, especially when you link it with that critique of devouring widows' houses just before. So sermon in a sentence, the heart of our faith is love of God, neighbor, and self. The rest is commentary. And that's pretty good commentary that we have there about how to love, about how to not set up exploitative financial and economic systems. It's especially applicable in our very current time where the um, expo exposure of our exploitative economic systems is pretty real. It's pretty out there in the open for all to see. So may we not only go and learn all that commentary about what it means to love God, neighbor, and self, may we indeed pay attention to the commentary and learn more deeply how to love in those ways. Um, may we also live that. May we also increasingly embody and live that part of our faith. May it be so. May it be so, indeed. Uh, as always, we, uh, as always, as has become normal, we do not, we're not able to uh, pass the basket, but I do encourage you to visit our uh, church website to make your donations if, that, if that's not something that you normally do. Of course, uh, your donations make all of the ministries uh, that we do as a congregation possible. And right now, they're making Zoom possible for us, and we're grateful to have this technology. May all of these gifts that we offer, and with, may we, with the gifts that we offer, recommit ourselves to the service of all God's people. We thank God. Uh, Adam is going to sing us out uh, before we join in fellowship with each other today. This song, When Pain or Sorrow, um, we've done maybe once or twice uh, in worship um, before it's coming out in the new hymnal. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll have many more opportunities to sing, sing it together in the future, I think. Too much to bear when your heart. 
is numb, unable to care. When faith seems so pointless that you cannot pray, and no one knows quite what to say, then hold on. To find a way to get through And when your hope is gone And you can't hold on We will hold on to you If God is silent blessing and may we hold on to each other in these uncertain times. Amen. And I will not say go in peace, but I will say stay and fellowship.